0: Ah uh, yeah, baby, we're back! Another episode of Barbells and Tall Tales coming at you. Are you ready, my man? Dean, sweat in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Dean, how are you, son? I'm
1: good, but can we come to an agreement that that was nowhere near as good as my
0: intro was last week?
1: Oh Lord, yours is terrible. My intro was great. I mean, you talk. Like, I came with fire and passion.
0: You talk like Mushmouth from Fat and, Albert
1: and charisma.
0: No, none of those. None of those above. Man, Fat Albert has never said those three words all in one sentence. I said mush mouth from Fat Albert. Yeah, but I So just you said don't even charisma. listen to the conversation. I just said charisma. I mean, you didn't even listen Man, can't to the conversation. Say charisma. Who? You can't spell it. Mush mouth. You can't spell charisma. Uh,
1: C-H-R. <laughs> what? No, it's C-H-A-R-I-M-A.
0: <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> M-I-S-E. It's char
1: star is isma bro. <laughs> I
0: mean, my man's spelling Mickey Mouse over here. Got the Mickey Mouse <laughs> eh, come oh, on. on. Oh, man. So uh, wah, this wah, week wah. is a big week for you, right? Uh, tomorrow, don't you go to Panther Day? Tomorrow kicks off
1: the Panther season for me because that will be the Fan Fest. Yeah. Are you going
0: with me? I, I can't go because okay. we're, we're doing stuff for uh, at Crestview for BBS. Well, so. I was waiting
1: on buying your ticket to, uh, until I talked to you today. To see if you wanted
0: to go. I really wanted to go, but with I'm, everything we got going on, I just, one of those things where I I'm gotta gonna, be
1: there. I'm traveling down with my nephew, and we're going with one of his friends, who, his friend is Zach Hicks. Okay. Shout out to Zach Hicks. Zach! This man knows, if there's a good restaurant anywhere in North Carolina, he knows where it's at.
0: First off, this is where you're messing up. Yeah. You're going to Charlotte. Charlotte.
1: Are you saying, are you There's saying only Hibachi massage? Hibachi hey,
0: massage. <laughs> yeah, baby. I mean, if you're not going to the broke down pizza hut. <laughs> with a car lot on the side. With a car lot on the side. With Masage pictures of cats <laughs> all in the restaurant. By the way, them cats is missing. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to the Hibachi massage, there ain't no sense in going to Charlotte and, at all.
1: And folks, the reason we call it a Hibachi massage is because behind it, is a massage parlor with newspaper taped up on the Oh, windows. all over
0: the windows.
1: For some odd reason, they don't want you looking inside to no, no. see what's going on.
0: I mean, we walked in this restaurant and basically had to put our own table up, yes. put the chairs yes. down, <laughs> and, and they even asked us, are you really eating in here? Are you going to eat in? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do, right? <laughs> but, I mean. We got a van outside. We ain't taking it in the van, bro. I mean, seriously, one of the sketchiest restaurants I've ever been in but some of the best Japanese food ever
1: but you know it, it goes to show you never judge a book by its cover not that one because if I judged that book by the cover I wouldn't have ate a dirty no, thing
0: no never stepped foot in that restaurant it was ridiculous but unbelievable food unbelievable service it was all good I mean what a great time so we actually went up there for AEW yes we did uh wrestling which is coming to Greensboro in two weeks, Collision—not this Saturday, but the following. So, on- and the only reason that I'm not going to go to that, well, actually, there may
1: be two reasons. Right. The tickets are a little pricey this time around.
0: Sixty bucks. I found some for sixty bucks. Well,
1: how far? How far away?
0: Uh, about where we sat when we went to SmackDown or Raw. Oh, that's not. That's not terrible. It wasn't bad. It's was good seats. Yeah. But what I'm looking at doing is, I want to see how this week's Collision sets up the show in Greensboro. Yes. Because if it's going to be a dud of a show, I don't want to go. I got to
1: think, man, that that heel turn with MJF and Adam Cole. It's coming. It's got to. It's, it's either got to be this week or it's got to be next week, but it's coming. Right? It oh, has yeah. to.
0: And the thing is, it's not going to be MJF who turns heel.
1: I think it's going to be Michael Cole or uh, Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. Adam Cole. Bay, bay. Bay, bay.
0: Because he has to go for the belt. Yes. And so there, somebody's got to turn. Yeah. And so and it doesn't
1: make sense for MJF, MJF to do it because he's his friend, right?
0: Well, yeah. that and he's already a heel. Yeah, I mean, so it's like you know what's going to happen. Yes. So to yes. me, it's got to be it's got to be Adam Cole, uh, which will be great because I would love to see just how far they could take MJF as a babyface because it's something that he has never done in his career. Yeah. Even though it's a short career, it's something he's never done. So it's kind of because cool. he does
1: he does heal so good.
0: Oh. Twenty four seven. He does and yeah, and
1: he does it like you said,
0: twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean you,
1: you saw this man out on the town, he'd he'd look at you and call you an A hole. Oh or absolutely. Yeah.
0: His cameos that yes. he sends out to people are just brutal. Yeah. What he says to he people. He picks them apart. Oh absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'd like to see uh, I'm a fan of the double clothes line. Yes. But you I'm know. team
1: close double clothes Oh line. absolutely. So And I would like to go but like I said, ticket prices also Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Jets are coming into town that that day. so
0: You're going to go watch Aaron Rodgers for one series.
1: Yep, and hopefully That's we it. sack him.
0: First off, even if you sack Aaron Rodgers, it's a preseason game. You're going to turn up a regular night, a regular season wrestling match for a preseason football game. Absolutely. I told Charles, because we were talking about it, I said, Dean may be the biggest Panthers fan I've ever ran into. You're probably right. Nobody around here is that big of a Panthers fan anymore. I mean, you what still are, What are you
1: talking about? You anymore? still what you, are you
0: still believe about Listen, I'm talking Okay. I'm the host, you're the co-host. Okay, go that ahead. That means you're second pull, place. Let me
1: pull your talk string. Go ahead, man.
0: You still believe Cam Newton can play in the league. He doesn't. No. He no, could. No. He could. No. If Marcus
1: Mariota is in this league, Cam Newton can be in the league, okay? Look. No. If Taylor Heineke is in this league, Cam Newton can be in this league. Cam Newton don't have legs,
0: so therefore his career He's got is over. he
1: legs. No, he yes, does he does. No.
0: Absolutely. All right, anyways, does. anyways, get out, out of football, out of football. So we got Collision coming up. So we're talking wrestling. You sent me a text, and you want to talk about the greatest smack talkers in wrestling. In wrestling. Now, I know you probably got the – mundane list that everybody knows and likes. I've got people that you probably never even thought of. Really? And I didn't even write them down. I've just got them in my head because that's how good I am. Can I guess
1: one of them? Yeah. Classy Freddie Blast. No,
0: he's not even in my list. Really? No. He's one of the mundanes. He's in the top 25. I don't care about that guy. I'm bringing guys.
1: Jesse the Body Ventura. He's
0: number 25 on the list. I saw that today. Okay. On Bleacher Report. Okay. So no, he's not in there. Okay. So how many do you have in, on your list? I've probably got about six or seven. All right, and now
1: not all of mine are wrestlers. Okay, so we're just trash talkers. No, no, no. In 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 the wrestling. Oh yeah, so managers, managers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I'm very interested to hear yours. Yeah, because I know there's some years between me and you. So lots of years, absolutely. There's tons of years between you and I. Lots of years. And I feel like you can go back into the '80s and pick a couple of guys out that I may have
0: just. Not I'm going to bring some guys from probably early 2000s, late 90s that you've probably forgotten about, and that's fine. I mean, that just shows the historian that I am, Okay. and that I'm so far ahead of you. Okay. That's just where we are. Well, do you, Dan, do you want to start, or do you want I would me li- to start? I
1: want you to start because I want you to just grace me with this knowledge of oh, I mean, uh, wrestling incredible. trash talkers that you have.
0: All right, Number my. right. No, I'm going to go five. I'll go top five. You're going to go top five. Yes, yeah, we all can, right can do? Do five. All right, and then honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions here, there. So we'll roll with it. At, for me, number five, number one, Paul Jones. You never heard of him. No, I don't know who that. He is. He managed Doom. He was in WCW. He was in the NWA. He was a wrestler at one time. Uh, he uh, was probably one of the, to me, before Cornette, uh, before Paul Heyman, he was that manager. Mm-hmm. He was NWA's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yes. I mean, he was phenomenal. Jet black hair. I mean, wore the suits, looked good, but could absolutely talk trash on the microphone. And what you loved about those guys back then, no script. Yeah. They just, just came out fly. just came out spitting fire just and let fly. it roll, yeah. and it was good. Paul Jones, my number five. My number five would be Chris Jericho. See, that's the mundane list, right? No, it's not. No,
1: it's not. So, listen, I know... I know WCW was in the toilet in 99 to 2000. He was good, though. So when you got Chris Jericho out there and he goes over the list, do you remember the thousand holes? I loved it. You remember Dean Malenko?
0: He said. But but, the thing was. Who had the thousand holes before Dean Malenko? I don't know. Mil Mascaris. Okay. No, you wrestling. Okay. You're talking to the guy right here. I, know I, your stuff. I, I
1: just I just watched WCW. I mean, just,
0: <laughs> Mil Mascaris was actually in WCW oh, before really? Dean Malenko. What was he under that name? You know the the was mass, he a jobber or something? No. You know the mask that Mo Man wears with the big M. Yes. That's that's Mill Mascaris, the okay. big M. Okay. So All that's right. who he was.
1: Well, anyways, so his whole his beef with Dean Malenko was, I've got a thousand and one holes and I'll name them right here. Then WCW goes to commercial. He comes back from commercial. And he's still... He's still naming off holds. So the trash talk that he done, the names he called Tony Schiavone because he acted like he couldn't pronounce Schiavone. Right. So he would make it sound dirty when he would say Schiavone. Yeah. You just think about oh, all yeah. the names yeah, yeah, yeah. you can come up with there. Um, and then the stuff that he done during the reign of rock and and Stone Cold. Stone Cold was,
0: was fabulous. You're, you're
1: talking about a guy that beat The Rock and Stone Cold in, in the, the same, same match, night.
0: Unified the titles.
1: Unified the titles. Yeah. And held his own in the junk talk category. Oh, which absolutely. In,
0: with two guys that I think are two of the greatest. Right. Now, <clears throat> before I go to my number four, let me mention this. I'm not going to say MJF. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say The Rock. I'm not going to say Stone Cold. Now, in my opinion those are the top 4 to ever do it. Okay. Right? They really are. But I want to make a I want to come up with a list that people just forgot about. Well, as
1: much as I as much as I like MJF, I don't have him on my list. Really? I don't.
0: That's a shocker.
1: Just because he's so young into the game. But he's so good. But and and I mean, he's not far off though. Yeah.
0: I think CM Punk's overrated. Absolutely. Very.
1: Overrated. I I looked at the Bleacher, Bleacher Report today and they had him at like one or two or like two yeah, or three. I don't, I I
0: can't go with that. All right. My number four. Always, always, always got discredited because he hung around Ric Flair.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Arn Anderson. Dude. Solid on the mic.
1: Didn't even think about that, but that guy. Solid on
0: the mic. Was a genius on the mic. Came up with a full
1: horseman. Came up with a slogan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude was solid Mm -hmm. on the mic. And when what I liked about those guys, and, and you agree with this, and we say it about some of these guys today when Arn and even like Tully Blanchard talked, I felt like, dude, this is real.
1: Mm-hmm. These Absolutely. guys
0: are really going to go hurt somebody.
1: When they chased down Dusty Rhodes and in that broke car, his arm
0: in Charlotte, in in that parking lot, and had the black dot come over his arm so you couldn't see it. That I thought it was legit. As a
1: kid, I'm like, they they they're gonna kill this man. Right.
0: I mean, I thought it was unbelievable. So I, I always think he always got held back. I think he should have had a world title one time. Yes. I mean, him and Flair had a little feud, and they in Asheville, yep. where he beat Flair, and so but not for the title, right? And never won it, but to me. One of the best talkers. Just didn't get the pub that he deserved. So, number four, double A. Double A. And and
1: I'm not going to steal your number four because uh, I think that's a solid spot for Uh, Arn. Absolutely. A solid spot for Arn. I'm going to go with my number four. I'm going to go with Ric Flair. Here's why. Here's why I put Ric Flair at four. First
0: off, I want. Listen, I'm going to
1: explain it. I'm going to explain it. Listen. I. Mm. Ric Flair wasn't the, the greatest junk talker. He he was a great trash talker, yes, but he wasn't the greatest. Ric Flair did better at talking about himself than actually trashing his opponent. Meaning his opponent was never beyond his level. So whereas he didn't really trash the opponent as as bad as he could have, he brought himself up to show you're never going to be at my level. And that's why I got Ric Flair at number four. Ric Flair, the greatest promos of all time. Oh, 100%. There's nobody that beats his promos. But in his promos, most of the time, he's talking about how great he is.
0: I cannot believe you have the greatest wrestler of all Greatest time. wrestler.
1: Greatest promo of all time. Not greatest trash
0: talker. Man.
1: Not Greatest Trash Talker.
0: My number three, tag team. Okay. He's a tag team guy. Okay. And when he did this, it was so stinking good. Bully Ray. Ooh. When he went from Bubba Ray to Bully Ray. Oh, yeah. It was You're abs- talking
1: about in TNA, Total non Wrestling. And
0: even in ECW. Yes. Even in, I mean, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, whatever you want to call him. Was phenomenal. I can remember there was a a segment, and you can pull it up on YouTube. They were having a ten bell salute, mm-hmm. like legit. Yeah. And a fan does not stand up. Yeah. Bully Ray stops it, and I mean he unloads. I mean, uh, I mean it's like watching a Scarface movie. Yeah. Unloads on this guy to the point they had to kick this fan out. Because they're going to murder this guy. Oh yeah! Bully Ray has this crowd in such a roar. He's got them and in just incited up so much. Yes, that they had. This guy's got to go. Got well, to go.
1: you can you can go back and look at some of uh, Bubba Ray Dudley stuff in ECW, and his promos are X rated. Oh, they're fire. He goes he goes after the crowd. They're
0: fire. I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Love
1: it. Sorry. So what number are we on now? Three. You're
0: on number three.
1: See, I feel like I feel like I need two more.
0: Oh. I, I, my, last, I mean, my last two are I mean believable so I'm
1: going to go with I'm going to go with The Rock at number 3 um The Rock is so quick-witted oh yeah and could tear you down in a minute and uh, him and the stuff with him and John Cena after he was a basically a part-time wrestler right. um and just became the movie star that could be some of the best stuff he ever did.
0: But here's here's where I this is where I can't put him above Flair. Okay. You saw the documentary, right, for the rivals between John Cena and The Rock.
1: I have not watched that one yet.
0: Oh well, I'm about to tell you something that's going to burst your bubble. Mm-hmm. John Cena was in the gorilla position, as they say, watching one of The Rock's promos uh-huh. where Rock's calling John Cena out, and he has it written on his hand. Who the, does the Rock? The Rock. And he's constantly looking at his hand no. to know where he's gonna go at with John Cena. No. And John Cena catches it. And so the next week, John Cena comes out, cuts his promo where I don't have to look at my hand. And so basically calls out the rock for this, you for this hidden moment where you shouldn't be looking at your hands, you shouldn't be scripted, but you just told everybody that I had it on my and, and John
1: so, pulled back the curtain. Yeah, he John pulled, pulled back the curtain. The curtain on this.
0: And that really when that's when the the rivalry actually got heated because the rock was pissed off because dude, bro, don't. Yeah. You don't have to tell them what we actually yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you pull, like you said, you pull back the curtain. You told people I had it written on my hand. Yeah. Not cool. You know, I've been out of the game. I've been making movies. Yeah. So I've got a little, you know, a point well, here, Almost, a point
1: there. Almost been, I'm taking him off the list. <laughs> I'm taking
0: The Rock is gone. <laughs> off He's the, off list. the list. Off. I'll
1: tell you who I'm going to put in his place. Number three, ladies and gentlemen. Number three, Bobby the Brain Heenan.
0: Can't go wrong.
1: Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, I was going to give an honor, honorable mention, but I'm going to put him at number three. Yep. Uh, just for the fact that Bobby the Brain Heenan was whoever he was managing – he raised them up. Whoever he was going against, whoever his guy was going against, he broke them down. Oh yeah. He would be on commentary breaking them down, talking about how oh well he just tripped and fell. Well the guy's hitting him with with a sledgehammer on right. the outside of the ring. You know. Right. Um, uh, some of the trash talking that he did to Rick or to Hulk Hogan. You know when Hulk Hogan was a good guy, Bobby the Brain told everyone this man's a bad man. He's yeah. a terrible man, terrible. When he done his turn. At, at a bash at the beach oh so good he stuck with it and said i told you guys so bobby the brain turned been, prom-
0: been promoting this for he's years. like i've been
1: telling you this for years, years. and still cut him down and trash talked and trash talked and trash talked him and bobby the brain he and just a brilliant mind man. oh great it's terrible what happened to the oh, guy
0: 100 such a brilliant
1: mind quick-witted Probably one of the quickest-witted guys in wrestling. Oh,
0: 100%. I agree. And
1: just hilarious. My number two. All right, we're going to number two.
0: WCW. All right, WCW. Here we go. Ernest the The Cat uh, Miller. Miller. (laughs) Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. Mm. Somebody call my mama. Mm. I remember an episode of where he was wrestling an Armstrong. And the Armstrong's brother was actually a ref. Yeah, because uh, that's what he did full time. He was yeah. a wrestler. And Ernest Miller beat both of them up. Yeah, they, you know they tried to pull a little angle with a, you yeah. know, the brother was helping him. And I remember he had the greatest line. He said, "Somebody call my mama. Yeah, I done beat up all the Armstrongs." <laughs> Poor Brad. Brad was one of them Armstrongs. <laughs> and I mean he was so good every week trash talking and would do the James Brown gimmick with the dance yep. and, put the, the, yep, uh, and they put the little the, the little robe over it. Yeah, him. and so yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernest That's the Cat stuff. Miller was my number two. And I wish you know, you kinda get I I kinda got a little frustrated when WWE bought WCW. Like yes. dude, he fit the WWE mold at that time so good. But they didn't use him, and I And thought, then
1: they put him on commentary for, like, WWE uh, uh, Sunday Night yeah, Heat, And it was terrible. Yeah, and it was terrible. I'm like, here, you got this guy. At least just let him be a mouthpiece.
0: Right. I mean, Ernest the Cat Miller, to me, was so good on the microphone, so good talking trash. I remember so-
1: one year they, they put him in the Royal Rumble, and uh, we're, I'm thinking, oh, dude, Ernest the Cat, he's going to come out. He's going to do some good things. He was in the Royal Rumble because, you know, he had that little guy that would come out and yep. address him. all right the Cat Miller, yeah. and he'd come out there and dance. They let him do his dance, and then, like, I think, like, Benoit or somebody threw him over the ropes. Yeah, and I'm I, hate, like, so I hated like uh, This is what they're going to do. Right. Ugh.
0: Terrible. So that's yeah. my number two. My number two is
1: Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: ba na ba
1: Stone Cold. Um, I recently watched a um, – tiktok video and it had that guy that was the announcer uh backstage announcer for wwe what was his name kevin kelly yep okay so it had kevin kelly and kevin kelly gave the raw or gave stone cold a question before king of the ring that they had not scripted and he was trying to catch him right on something and stone cold just like that cuts a promo on him I love it. Flips it to the guy he's going against yeah. and never skips a beat. And the thing is all of it none of it was scripted. And he's he, he's doing this off the top of his head.
0: Oh, you listen to Paul Heyman talk. It was his promo in ECW when he left WCW. He got injured in WCW. They fired him, Sunny yes. Steve Austin. He went to ECW and Paul Heyman said, "Hey, look, just speak from your heart." And cut one of the greatest promos ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. about being fired, being injured, mm-hmm. he's going to come back, he's going to do this. And then you look at it, even to this day, if someone takes a pause when giving an interview or giving a segment on the mic, what does everybody yell? What? What? Absolutely. I mean, and so, it's the most
1: annoying thing in the world, but what? you're exactly right. Everybody yells I what? mean,
0: between that and the whoo, yep. I mean, you're going to get that every episode. I mean, you go... I mean, he came with Austin three sixteen out of nowhere. Yep. You know, Stone Cold said so. Yep. Out of nowhere. What? Yep. Out of nowhere. The dude just come kept coming up with stuff over yep. and over and over. Now
1: Jim Ross co- coined him the Texas Rattlesnake, right? Right. Correct. Yep. Okay. And uh, so yeah. uh, <sighs> the 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 guy just and and the thing was is like he could trash talk, oh, but yeah. he also give off that vibe like. This guy could legit back this up. Oh, absolutely. Every he single bit of this trash. He talk. had the look. And to me, probably one of the best wrestling cinematic moments of all time is him attacking Vince McMahon oh, yes. in the hospital with the bedpan. It's good. When that bedpan, and we've talked about <laughs> it on this show, when that bedpan goes off the side of Vince McMahon's so head, good. I will almost crap myself laughing.
0: Oh, it's between that and the supermarket with Booker T. Where
1: they destroy about $15,000 so, worth of groceries. <laughs> so stinking good, man.
0: So stinking good. <laughs> it was gotta so great. Guys. Gotta love it. Guys,
1: God. you gotta go back and look at that uh, um, on the YouTube or something. Um, go to the WWE Network or something. It's just, it's, it's classic. All right. So I'm gonna number let you go. Your, I'm gonna let you go to your number ones, one. You got any
0: honorable mentions that you want to uh, mention? Look, I mean, like I said, you know, I told you The Rock, Stone Cold. I'll go JBL. MJF. Uh, JBL was pretty good and I'll tell you why I go JBL Uh, Jim Cornette's phenomenal Jim Cornette Paul Heyman was great Triple H wasn't bad Uh, so I mean there's a lot of great talkers Uh, Roddy Piper who's probably your number one I mean really Mm -hmm. look Roddy Piper talked so much smack that his leather jackets had Kevlar sewn in them because he was getting stabbed in the parking lots by fans he made so many people mad but my number one my number one made so So many people mad. And it was at the perfect time that when Vince brought this guy in, it was, I mean, it was money. he didn't speak great. didn't speak, I mean, great. I already know know who it is. The Iron Sheik. Yep. And when he spoke and went off on Sergeant Slaughter, went off on Hacksaw, went off on the Americans, I ran number one, America, and was spit. And he would bring that uh, Iranian flag in. Man, he had everybody so worked up. And he literally got offered $100,000 to break Hulk Hogan's leg. He should have. Oh, man. I I think I would have doubled it.
1: Hulk Hogan being walking around or uh, strolling around in a wheelchair. I mean,
0: Iron Sheik didn't say much, but just his presence and how he would handle and say stuff. And, you know, then he teamed up with. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh the Russian guy and he'd haven't seen the national anthem.
1: Oh uh uh, uh oh gosh, Nikolai Volkov. No, yeah, I mean yeah.
0: just gets so many people in a uproar. And I to me, Iron Sheik, if you followed him on Twitter, so good. So he's not he's my number one. So who as Iron Sheik would say, Hey, cheeseburger tits, who you got for <laughs> <but> number one?
1: <laughs> okay, so my number one you're probably gonna make fun of, but I got reasons. I got reasons. This man started his career, and he floundered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was thought of. Uh, see if I can guess who was, it is with these hints, he was thought of as he was going to be the next big thing. Uh huh. He came along around the Orton, the Batista, the Brock Lesnar, and he floundered until one day somebody in the back caught him doing battle raps.
0: John Cena.
1: John Cena. I'm going to tell you why John Cena is my favorite trash talker of all time. John Cena would come out, didn't matter who he was going up against. In a pair of jorts. In a pair of jorts. And a jersey on. And some uh, and a chain. And not a gold chain. Actual chain. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> with a lock at yeah, the bottom with of a it. lock on,
1: with a padlock. He would cut a wrap, a diss wrap, like a diss track, right. on whoever's in the ring. Yep. Yeah. Didn't matter who it was.
0: Platinum Max does it now in honor of Cena.
1: And anytime backstage, if somebody said, Hey, drop a drop a diss track on Funaki, then do Tajiri. He could do it. On the bus. I on like the it. Way to the On the way to the arena. Then he changed. He changed and became the wish, the, you know, make, make a, a wish, wish kid or wait make a wish kid guy. And he couldn't do those promos anymore because right. they were too vulgar. Right. Um, but what he did was he cut promos, not diss tracks, but promos on some of the greatest in the in the sport. Yep. He done it on Triple H. He did it on The Rock. He done it on JBL. Yep. He done it on all uh, uh, CM Punk all the greats of his time. Right. Randy Orton, Edge, Edge I mean his his run with Edge was amazing. Oh great. And the the things he said about Lita was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Um but he got the best of all those people. Oh yeah. You know, when these guys come out, it's hey, give me your best, gimme your best. Roman Reigns. He told Roman Reigns, This is the big league, son, step up. Yeah. This was on live on Raw.
0: Right. He said, The reason why I have to keep coming back as a part-timer is because you can't do it.
1: Exactly. And this is Roman. This is the tribal chief yeah. we know of now. This is
0: the guy who runs the roost.
1: This guy was putting Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, in his place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is why I got this man at number one. I like the it. The only thing is I would love to have seen, instead of Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. I would have loved to have seen Cena and Stone Cold have a run. I like if it. not just for a five minute match at WrestleMania. I would have loved to have seen about a two month build up with some interviews, right? Some promos, some diss tracks. I think that would have been absolutely. Oh, that would been
0: great. Been super. Before we go, worst. Give me the worst in your opinion. The worst on trash the talker. Microphone.
1: Uh, Sid Vicious.
0: Oh, that's a great call. So yeah this was terrible
1: do you not remember the time where he goes uh, hey can we restart this over and, yes, and jr do. goes we're live we're, <laughs> we're on pay-per-view pal <laughs> we are live
0: no we're not restarting nothing yes. we are live uh my worst absolute worst the american hulk hogan yeah. I am. of uh, He was it's absolutely terrible. worse. To me. Terrible. He's not even in my top ten of favorite wrestlers of all time.
1: Um, another one would be uh would be uh, Scott Steiner.
0: Oh, awful!
1: Do you remember his uh, uh the big 33, Papa pump. the thirty three and three thirds? Yeah,
0: Big Papa <laughs> Pum. <laughs> Couldn't stand. He was him, terrible. So. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's our list this week. Let us know who has the better top five. Myself and why or is it Dean? Dean's disciples. Hey, Dean. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about his Fan Fest and how he enjoyed it. And we'll see from there. As always, hit that like button, hit that share button. And as always, are you ready?